I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Bijou Podcasts. Hello and welcome to another episode of Couple Girls or hashtag Couple Girls question mark. Hi guys. Uh, What is this our second episode for the year? We did the first episode a million third. years ago. Maybe it's, but there was like episode 1.1.2. 1. 1. Maybe just bring the microphone just a little bit away uh, from your face. Yeah, look, yeah. I'll be the person that decides the microphone technique. Okay, it's good technique. You've got great technique though, by the way. I don't need you to tell me that. Yeah. I'm a, that that's my, um, that I meant my more job. just in life. My job. In life. You've got great technique in life. Okay, look. Yeah, are you going to do all the, you know, the ins and outs? This is what we are discussed yep, now. Okay. Sorry. You're running the show now. Sorry, yeah. Okay, I'm Ben Jenkins and... I'm Stacey G. That's my wife. <laughs> That's my wife right there. Uh, so uh, this is our second season of Couple Goals. Mm-hmm. Um, we have uh, season one, which you can go back and have a listen to. Mm. Season one basically uh, followed uh, our lives as we conceived uh, our little boy, Bryn. Or tried to conceive. Tried to conceive, I mean, yeah. the entire season is basically a fail, like <laughs> us not conceiving him. It's an exercise in failure. No, <laughs> no well, it's just, it's the process, you it's know. A process. Life yeah. is a whole process, so it can't yeah. be failure because you've got to go and that's what I've been like really getting into at the moment actually is like realizing that as I've gotten older I've really embraced the whole process like when I was younger I was like I hate failure I can't be I can't be bad at something hit the points Ben oh hit the points (laughs) sorry yeah listen to season one um and I really got into that that's where the podcast started essentially so we started talking about our fertility journey and now we're here talking about our um life with a child yeah new parents and when i say we're here talking about it we spoke about our birth Mm -hmm. because we've actually been living our life with the child rather than talking about it to you guys um hit the points ben hit the points i gotta hit the points okay babe sorry to cut you off there well yeah okay you've got any out anything else you need to hear basically you know that's it you know go back have a listen to uh season one if you want to get an idea of who we are and what we're all about Uh uh-huh uh you can also follow us on instagram your instagram is Stacy June. Stacy June. Mm-hmm. Mine is uh, Beno Jankola. Mm-hmm. And there is also a couple goals Instagram if you would like to uh, follow us on there. Yeah, it's just couple goals question mark. Um, so, yeah, we will try and do these as regularly as we can, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't count on it at this mm. point. And today, what are we talking about today? Today we're going to talk about parenting and a pandemic I think we were going to talk about, which, mm. which leads on nicely to what you were saying before. Like we're trying to do these as regularly as possible, but... Uh, parenting, you know, that's uh, that kind of that kind of throws things into a spin here and there, doesn't it? Why are you talking about? This is what you sound like. You sound like a mixture between Larry Emda, yep, a wedding MC, yep, and everyone's dad. Right. <laughs> that's actually who you're ch- channeling right now. Right. Okay. It's Friday night. I'm in my pajamas with wet hair. I've got a glass of wine. We've put our baby down, who seems to be incredibly unsettled. Uh, he is seven months old now and he can crawl. So he has figured out how to crawl on the cot. So we've put him down. We've literally been waiting here for 35 minutes and waiting for him to go to sleep to start the show. And you seem manic. I think I'm wired. Yeah. That's I, it. Uh, so a couple just, of could you just take wine? a breath for a okay, second? Okay, hang on a second. Like, Let's take a breath. <sighs> and the interesting thing is, is that no okay. matter how much I try and let go of the reins of basically being the main, I guess, voice on mm-hmm. a podcast, mm-hmm. I can't help it, can I? No, you can't. Because, look, let's face it, I am attempting to have some form of maternity leave. You are. I have not had any. I've got a seven-month-old and have had days in amongst weeks where I may have had, you know, a time mm-hmm. with no work, but I've worked for the majority of friends life. You've been hard at work this entire year. Are you being sarcastic? No, I'm not. Oh. I'm being deadly serious. Yeah, I'm a bit sensitive today. Would I, would I be sarcastic? 
Uh, yeah, you would be, for sure. You've definitely been known to be sarcastic. Yeah, I know, but not right now. Because yeah. I can see you're on the edge, man. Yeah, I am. On the really, edge. I'm a, and there's so on. many reasons, which I don't even know if we'll go into that today, to why I feel a bit on edge today. We're moving. We are in a pandemic. We currently live in New South Wales and we have purchased a property in Victoria and we're moving to Melbourne. I mean, yeah. is that just a fucking shit fight in itself? Like, do we need to even say anymore? Well, like, we did. We did. We did purchase said property before this second wave happened. So there was a <laughs> we, little bit. We were we a little bit more between. optimistic that the world was going to come back to some sort of norm, uh, some sort of normality. Well, everyone was fit. Like we literally were on the road from New South Wales to Victoria on like because we were let out of the loose, and the borders opened on a Sunday, and we were, we were on the road. The Whatever. We were on the road on the Saturday. That's how keen we were to get into Victoria because Mm. let me paint a picture. We had Bryn in January and my father hadn't met him in June. Mm, mm. You know, he was almost six months old and he hadn't met his grandfather. So it was, it was, look, that's just kind of gives you a snapshot of the purchase of our new place situation. We've bought an investment. We're going to live there forever. Uh, We're going to live there for a bit but not forever. Mm-hmm. So that's why I think it's also a bit weird is because we're not really planning to be there forever. Mm. So we're like waiting to go somewhere for a bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's such a big deal to go somewhere for a small time. The <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The bit. Yeah, because we're, we're, we're still kind of hunting down, I guess, our for, not for I hate the word forever home, but that long-term where space we land. where we yeah. yeah exactly where we'll base i think we'll still travel and do a lot of different things but where we really set up shop where we essentially root our business where we mm. root uh, our kids in schooling where we you know root and really i want animals i want property i want mm. i want somewhere out of the city you know so we're, we're kind of not really ready to to kind of plant there yet we've got yeah. a few ideas but I think I think Melbourne was point, was a, yeah. Melbourne really does feel like a good place to start our journey as a family though mm. and sort of set. I'm from Melbourne if those of yeah. you that are listening aren't familiar with that um I've lived in Sydney for a little while 6 years now or mm. just under 5 and a bit years and I met Ben here um mm. you have always lived here I've lived here for like 37 years or something yeah mm. yeah mm. a long time yeah. So very different places in the pandemic. Mm. Um, I can't remember when isolation started. Was it April? Around that March, April. So yeah, end of March. So you, this is like let's. This is particularly a topic you wanted to discuss. Parenting wanna, in a pandemic. Yeah, yeah. Or, and I, I think parenting's a stretch at this point. Like I think if we go back, <laughs> we're, not, we're not parenting. Well, I think if we go back to April. Yeah. Let's be really real. Let's well, kind of ISO, life in ISO. But let's take ourselves back, Ben. I wouldn't have thought we were parenting by that point. We literally mm. had a newborn. So Well, you're still I parenting. Yeah, I think by default and by technicality, which you really like yeah. to sit under, but what would you call it then? Nurturing? No, figuring it the uh, F yeah. out. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Like so you've got to take yourself back to then. Don't tell a story from now. Yeah, okay. Go back to then, Ben. We knew F all. Like no. we were in the midst of it. And yeah. we had a fairly chill kid and it was still hectic. I still think I know F all. Yeah, but that's my <laughs> but 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 you know what I mean. When yeah. I say I don't resonate at that time that we were parenting I don't. I think we're parenting now yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think I can kind of get a bit of a vision of what's what's looking forward and maybe read a book about mm. how to parent my kid. But I'm t- like at three months in isolation, it was just – it was a survival like kind of yeah, mode 100%. for p- normal people, let alone yeah. people that were, were in, you know, newborn phase. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think we were kind of like, you know, you, you're, you're just like pumping on adrenaline – at that stage, you know. Still, yeah. We were still, you know, we were very much, you know, getting in the swing of being parents. And, I'm just going to, sorry, keep talking. I'm just going to Google when isolation started because yeah. I can't actually quite remember. Yeah, we were still, you know, figuring out um, what it meant to be a parent. Um, but we were very much, like, embedded at that stage. Was I still on um, paternity leave then? I don't think so because no. I think you had gone back. I reckon you'd gone back Oh, no, to I had gone back. You're right. Yeah. For like, what, yeah. two or three weeks? A couple weeks. weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. It wasn't long. Yeah, actually, now I think about that, that's trippy because, yeah, I have, you know, I was in on paternity leave um, from in January for, what is it, like six to eight weeks or whatever it is. Um, and then, 
you know, yeah, like you said, I went back to work for a couple of weeks and then I've been working from home since then, not on paternity leave, obviously. But So, guys, it was earlier than April because not in the office. I, it was, I'd bought you... Okay, so right now I'm really... So I Ben's birthday is kind of mid to late March mm-hmm. and I had bought him a really quite last-minute, quite expensive ticket to go to the Melbourne Grand Prix. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Um, and his best mate and I and Ben are quite obsessed with it ever since yeah, watching yeah. Drive to Survive. Drive to Survive, yeah. And we are, you know, and, but it, to be fair, Ben had a like an interesting Grand Prix through his dad and um, and David always had a bit of a dabble in it yeah. too. I was, I'm very new to it. Um, but... To be fair, all of us have got into it from yeah, trying yeah, to start. Yeah. So I think boys of my generation have always been had that instilled in them from their from their parents, right. particularly parents English who grew up and in Irish. English. Yeah, 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 like yeah. you're you're English, David's Irish. Yeah, absolutely. And both born there too, not yeah. the Aussie option. Yeah. Um, and so I had purchased because obviously what? So let's just work this out. Bryn would have been at that point. I'm trying to look at the dates now. Would have been if two we months. We go old. back to yeah, that's nothing. Yeah. So he, so the twentieth, yeah, exactly two mm. months. Mm-hmm. So he's just under two months, probably seven weeks when David and I started talking about it. Yeah. And he had a few tickets. I wanted to get you in with him. He was going with another friend. Um, at this point. In another life, uh, in 2019, uh, like as in last year when we were pregnant, um, we literally thought that we would be taking Bryn and all of us to go to Melbourne yeah. to go to the Grand Prix. Now, that may have still been an option if we hadn't have felt it was a risk with everything with the pandemic and stuff. I think it was starting to be a bit of a concern. I think that was the first sign for me that like, okay, shit, this is serious. Um, so we didn't go. But I think even a few weeks before then, it was just too overwhelming. I'd had mastitis. I, you know, it, it just wasn't a, you know, we were in a, in our bubble. It was just not yeah. something that we could possibly think about doing. I could barely leave the house. So, he would have been six, seven weeks old, and I really wanted you for your birthday to have a bit of time with your best mate because it just gets to that point where, yeah, you know, it's it's full on and parenting, yeah. Yeah, in again, the early stages. again, yeah. I didn't call it parenting, Sorry. like nurturing, no, fostering a child, no, it's like cradling a baby. It's just got to be newborn phase. Okay, newborn phase. Sorry. Yeah. yeah, I just don't think you're parenting in newborn phase. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. parenting's like, you know, like twenty years in, and you're like, oh, yeah. geez, okay. they're right. out right. of the house. I right. parented for you know. Um, so, and I'm not a corrector from a. Like no, it's a, a fair correction we were just talking about. But I'm not a correct. Yeah. I'm just saying my corrections don't come from kind of any technicality. They come from energy. So if I yeah. f- don't resonate with it, I'm like, it doesn't yeah. make me – I can't connect with you on the topic. Um, the corrector allows you to become the corrector. Oh, fuck. Good everyone, work. if you've listened to season one, you know that I have an issue with Ben correcting. Literally, before we feel, like we started sorry, um, recording, I pulled the mic and Ben was like, don't pull it like that. And I was like, it's my <laughs> fucking equipment. This I'll is my show. <laughs> I will do what the fuck I want. Nah, I'm really sweet all the time. No, you're not. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, so I wanted to buy this, blah, blah, blah. Also, can I just interject for one moment? Yeah. How quickly has the, the use of the, the, the term 100% like really taken off? I remember people used to say it like way back, I don't know how long ago, and then it just disappeared. But in the last six so, months, 100%. Has really like come back, and I was like, I was noticing people saying it all the time. I'm like, I'm not going to use it, and then now I use it all the time. Yeah, the first person that used it was I did a quite a successful podcast and a show Mm -hmm. with um, my business partner at the time, Christy. Yeah, and she used to go out with a guy who was kind of like whatever. Let's just not even go there to that Mm. comment. Um, But he used to use the hundred percent emoji, Uh, and I used to just be like. And now it's stuck. Anyway, 100%. It's, it's really Yeah, but that's, really you know when off. you think of something and you think 100, you know what I mean? Yeah, like someone, yeah, that's yeah. the first thing I go back to is this dude sending you a message with that emoji, the red 100. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I've even used <laughs> that a couple of times yeah, now, like that, in, the last, in the last month. Was well. he onto something or was he just annoying? Yeah, he was well ahead Who of his knows? time. Anyway, yeah. sorry. Anyway. <laughs> Grand Prix, not parenting. Right, right, right. So... Um, so I was trying to get Ben basically to do kind of the most epic gift ever. 
and David and I were working pretty hard behind the scenes to try and make it work. But to be honest, at this point, David had bought his tickets with another guy. Anything I could get Ben was going to be kind of separate to them and it just didn't really feel like it justified a trip to Melbourne with them, like the the flights were ridiculously expensive. Yeah, I yeah. think at I one point it was the last minute. Yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. And I couldn't book it in pre because, like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, we yeah. we just had a baby, and I wasn't really sure where we'd be at. Um, and I was really only going to send you down for the day. <laughs> like I wasn't really comfy. David was really leaning in for the Saturday night, and I was just yeah. I. And you know me, I get anxious saying no or kind of holding my yeah. ground with close people. Anyone not close to me, I don't have an issue, but close people I do and I had to actually call my girlfriend Beth and get her to kind of you know talk me into it because he was keen to have a boys night in Melbourne and yeah. I was just like I don't want to get in the way of that but I'm so not comfortable with Ben going for like that yeah, long yeah, at yeah. this point it was it was a bit early in the, it was in the game. Yeah. and he was just excited you know to get his mate back whatever so anyway we went through all of this and then he calls me and he says I might have what are they called? Those tickets on the um, on the straight. Uh, anyway, he had corporate passes, basically on the finish line. He said, "I may get them pit passes or something." Oh, no. I think it's even better than that. I think it yeah, was okay. right on the finish line. Money can't buy. Blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, "If you get those, he's going. Like, yeah. there's not a chance. I, like, I would. You know, there was this other dude that was involved in the picture. I won't say his name, but." You know, he's a friend of yours, but I was like, yeah. fuck that guy. I was so angry at that guy because I was like, here I am breastfeeding this kid and I just can't go. And this fucking ring in for the Grand Prix is just there. It doesn't probably even give a shit. Nice guy. And I know he's a friend of yours, but I remember saying to David, is, nice it, guy, is it fair that I hate him right now? Like, I just was so annoyed. But the three of you were off to go. Sure enough, he gets three passes to this, you know, ticket to this... um finish line spot yeah. i bought the spot. most expensive ticket you can buy on tiger air <laughs> i think it was like six hundred dollars i mean whoever knew that tiger air $600 went, to, went you up even get a free beer you know but you at least sit up ridiculous. the front you were sitting in the exit seat or some shit at least seriously like virgin will have like you know flexies for 800 um ben's instructing me what to do again i this is where I hold my microphone. <laughs> Level it out later. I don't give a shit. Sorry, everyone. I was just telling you to pull the mic away from I just, microphone away from like, my face. It's actually like someone telling you, like imagine you All right, doing your job for your whole life and then someone just weighs in last minute because he's done a fucking couple episodes of his new <laughs> podcast and does fucking – and uh. he's like – Basically a suit in radio. Like you just boss people All around. Right, whatever. Go. But in radio, <laughs> when have you ever stepped in front of a You are a high you're a high flyer in radio, but you've fucking never been on the ground, have no, you? No. So don't just shut up with All the right. oh, mic skill. The corrector the corrector steps back from the mic. Stop doing it. And Continue you do it where no one can hear you, so it's so <laughs> sneaky. Continue with like, your story. I will expose you every second of the way. It's a kind of fucking podcaster I am. I can't get away with anything. No, and it's not fair that you try and do all these sneaky things and no one can hear. I'm going to share it with them. Good I don't work. even know how we got onto the Grand Prix. But okay, so this is right. Neither so do I. It's already... been going on for a long time. This no, story. no, no, but this is it. This was the moment. This is the crux. Here we are. This Here we're at the, the pinnacle. Moment. We've climbed a so mountain. Here we go. David's in Melbourne. All of a sudden, the city's locked down. Grand yeah. Prix is off. Because you know why? Everything as... starts to get cancelled. I think it was McLaren's team got... Pandemic. Corona. <laughs> Coronavirus hits. Melbourne's locked down. Sydney's uh, Sydney locked down by that point, or we're starting to talk about lockdown. I think overseas people had to go into isolation. I don't think isolation. we were talking about lockdown. This was really the first sign where people were starting to go, hey. Um, Things are getting cancelled. Like, this yeah. is not going to happen. The Grand Prix is going to go ahead. And yeah. then well, was, he was actually in Melbourne. I was watching it on the TV all day. It was like one of those moments in history where you're watching TV and stuff's happening. It was terrible because... It was unfolding because all throughout the day. I'm like, nah, surely not. Not to mention, your birthday was on the Sunday. No, what day was it? I forget. But you had no idea that this was happening. So I had to sure call you on the Friday mm. Mm. and I said to David, fuck, I'm going to have to cancel his flights. Like, there's no way he can come, even if I don't know the Grand Prix's definitely cancelled. If he can't get back into Sydney, I just don't think that's cool. Like, I don't think I could cope with that because that's what we were looking at at this point. Like, 
We weren't yeah. sure if flights would stop. We weren't sure what would happen. How would you ever get back here? I had a seven-week-old. We had a seven-week-old. So this was where I guess our life started to change. So up until this point, we had a fairly normal-ish um, you know, postpartum. I think we'll do another episode on how we found that. Mm-hmm. And we had yep. we had probably in short half amazing, half challenge, I would have thought. Postpartum? And, yeah, and when yeah. I say challenge, I don't mean with Bryn. I more mean with um, yeah. my health, the effects of having family, a child on your health, yeah. you know, living interstate to your family and then yeah. having this kind of insane pressure to provide and yeah just kind of it, it was very different um i don't to, and look i don't think there were too many like the negatives weren't 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 too great and too uh and too much like in that period of time we were both in it we didn't know what we were doing it's the first time we'd had a baby um you know we were really just loving being parents for the first time. But then there are challenges in there, but we just thought those challenges were quite normal and that everybody would probably be having those challenges. But some mm. of them turned out to be a little bit more... Um, it hashed out a lot for me personally, I must yeah, say. Yeah, but yeah. we will talk about that at a different time. So talking yeah. from the seven-week mark, we can go back to that postpartum yeah. period, which I do want to do an episode on matrescence and okay. just that kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah. But take it from there. So I called you and then what do you remember from there? About the this from the Grand Prix? Yeah, and then just kind of how things changed. I was like, um, I think I, it was weird. I, just just to note this quickly, it was weird because it was almost like a present in itself, like when you told me, knowing the work that you and Dave had been doing in the background. Mm. I was like... Oh, I'm glad you felt that because <laughs> it, was, it was work, especially yeah. when you've got a newborn, you're trying to kind of give that, but... I it's mean, also it's hard to receive happen. a present that you can't get. Exactly. Like, because you're Terrible. like, oh, we were doing this for you. And I'm like, oh, wow, that would have been awesome. And then you're like, that's but it. I'm not getting it. But that's what I mean. It was like, you know, the thinking about the, the thought that you had to do that for me was, was epic. So I was like, that was amazing. And you but, were very sweet about that. You were like, that's, I think, the nicest thing anyone's done slash didn't do for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was weird. It was so, all. Well, that's where you get weird. to realise that you know gifts. The you know it's not just about the actual gift itself. It's about the sentiment that's behind it. Mm, um, but that's true. Yeah, I think, um, like I said, like from there, that was like when things started to get really real for me about um, you know that there was a pandemic coming, and um, you know I was already like you said I was already working from home, and for me. It, it was um, no. You were at work, babe. Was I? Yeah, because I called you and you were at work. Right. And then oh yeah, no, of course I was. Sorry, because I was there. watching it on TV throughout the day. Yeah. And yeah. I remember there were a few weeks there where I would be calling you and going, "Yeah, are you going to be home right on, TV? on five? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. where we started to have a little bit of a routine in yeah. that you would try and be home by five so you could feed him. Yeah, or, or yeah he wasn't yeah. eating solids, but you could bath him. Remember we had yeah. that bath routine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Bed, so bath, yeah, bottle. yeah. No, bath bottle bed. <laughs> we did bath bottle, well, boob. Yeah. Bath boob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but for me, I think, you know, in that in, in that first phase, like it was, um, you know, when you have a, a parental leave, um, as a dad, you know, you get to spend that time with your son. That's, that's amazing. So um, most people who work get that period of time to spend with their newborn. Uh, and that's a great time to bond. Some, and, I would say. Yeah. Probably well, not most. I think most people have a parental leave. I think it may be very short, though. Yeah, so, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. But I just want to clarify just to make sure we understand. Yeah, some people I get suppose, two weeks, some people get four, some yeah, people get we six. Yeah, we were very lucky. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you get that and that's your, your chance to bond with your, with your newborn child. how long were you off for? A month? Five yeah, weeks? Yeah. Four weeks? I think I was off for... Oh, no, that's right. We took you... You were off and then went back to work for like a, a week or two. No, I think I was off. I think I had like... I think I got like six weeks parental leave. Yeah. 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 So then I had to go back to work. Yeah. So that, that's... So that, that time is, you know, that great time to bond and for you to become a, you know, a, a new family together. Um, but just to break and, that down, just so everyone understands, I know I've interrupted, but it's important to give that context. So 
you took it off and then because I was so overdue, you had to go back to work because you couldn't really hang in your parental leave while uh, we yeah. didn't have a baby. Yeah, yeah that's right. So I forgot then about that I'm too. Just trying, yeah, but that's my point. I'm trying <laughs> it's such to, a whirlwind time. But yeah. that's right. I'm trying to paint a picture of how yeah. guilty your experience no, must well, have been. No, I, so, I, didn't, I didn't. So I didn't. I didn't go and then come back. It was Christmas as well. So that was the thing. We were on Christmas holiday. That's my and point. And then so I was going straight from Christmas holiday and rolling into um, parental Return, leave. Yeah, leave yeah. So I went in, uh, I rolled my, yeah, my annual leave into parental leave for a week. And then it was obvious that you were going to be overdue. So I did. I went back to work for that. How long did you go back to work for? Just for a remember? week. One yeah, week. It right. was a week. That's right. And then we had him on the Sunday. So then yeah. you wrote back and yeah. you wrote to them and said, I'm not coming yeah, in. Yeah, I won't be yeah. coming in. We're having yeah. a baby this weekend. Yeah. It's okay, on. Cool. It's um, But then it was good that you went back for that week. So then we at least had that other yeah. week on the actual. Because we were thinking as much as I didn't want to break out of our. Because when you're in that that vibe, we'd have this beautiful cocoon. Yeah, of it was just hard. Yeah. Beautiful kind of softness yeah. into you know, Christmas, New Year, holiday, yeah. and then it was going to be the birth. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. want to break the stride, but then I also didn't want you to have not like take a week away from you or two mm. weeks away from you from spending with him, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so then you went back. So I went back to work for a week and then uh, had- finished up on the Friday and then um, uh, and then it was obvious on the weekend that, yeah, that so we were going to have parental. him. So you had yeah. like I reckon five weeks or something. Yeah, I, I think it was six weeks. Yeah, but I think, I think the first week was. Oh, I'd already after had it. Chris- yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I'd had that extra five weeks there, and then went back to work, thinking, okay, we're we're going back to work. Um, amazing time, you know, being at home with 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 Bryn and Bryn and with you, and then boom, uh, pandemic, <laughs> in the words of Donald Trump, um, happened, and then I'm smack bang at home and. That's when you sit there, like I sat there and went, wow, what a, it was pretty quickly went, what a blessing, you know? It's like um, you set yourself up at home, you've got your little home office and you're working out how you do these well, things and then paint. all of a sudden you're doing meetings on Zoom and on Teams. But and let's paint the picture, like be a little bit more specific. So what did it look like for you? Where were you? What were we doing? Where well, were you originally? Because remember all the rooms in this yeah, house Yeah, 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 they were set up differently. So were. he had his, he had his, Bryn had his little... um his little nursery in the sunroom, which is off our off our bedroom. And the second bedroom was our office. So I was first set up in there, um, working in there, and uh, that worked really well. And I, Actually taking yourself back there is kind of wild because I think we had nothing figured out. Like I think everybody felt like that too, right? All of a sudden a pandemic hits and you might have to try and find a way to work from your house. Yeah. But we had a newborn... I had a manuscript that I was told I had to basically rewrite by yeah, a certain yeah, date yeah. and the world was kind of shutting down. Mm. Like it was absolutely wild. It was kind of, I don't know, it was weird. It was kind of, for me at that time, it was kind of a little bit exciting. It was. I know what you mean. It was, um, uh, you know, because nothing had sunk in yet. The gravity of what was going on in the world and what was about to happen obviously wasn't there. Like we didn't, we didn't. You know, we couldn't envisage what was going to happen across the world and in this country. And I still remember, you know, doing that. So working in the in the little room there, and we we ended up switching that. So he ended up, you know, he grew, and then he couldn't stay in that sunroom anymore, and went into the other room. But remember, he was yeah. sleeping in in between our bed and a the cot at the end, and then the cot. And we switched back and forth he between in, those. I reckon he was in a cot by that point. Yeah, cot, okay. a cot at the end of our bed and our bed. I yeah. think was where he was at. By this point, yeah, and then eventually we we wheeled him into his little his little front room where we had set him up is into a little nursery, which you guys would have seen online if you follow me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah because we had someone who who donated their their time. Jessie Eve is her yeah, name. She's a stylist, wonderful. Yeah. Go look her up if yeah, you're looking for someone to do interior. Yeah. And so he was in the front room there and then we had the spare room set up as the office and I was in there and, and uh, it was all kind of going great guns. It was Yeah, and also just to give everyone that picture, that was where we used to record the Thinker Girls. That's where my yeah. office was with writing my book, whatever. So yeah. we did we were lucky in that sense that we had an office space yeah, ready to go, which I forgot about. Yeah. We've moved things around since then. Yeah. Um, and then we were both ended up working in there as well because you were you were doing your book that kind of that kind of landed at the same time. Yeah, this is wild. So 
I was basically told as well that I had to do a fair big re, a fairly big rewrite and that because I reckon it was maybe two or three weeks into you working from home, mm. my publisher said, I'm going to need some changes yeah. and unfortunately I'm going to need them in a big way and if we don't get them by XXX, I don't know if we'll be able to extend the release date yeah. because I don't really know what life in publishing is going to be like. like yeah, I, yeah. You know, so at this point, I had a six-week-old and needed to work also. Mm, mm, mm. <laughs> Hectic. Yeah. Hectic. It was full-on. Um, so, yeah, so we, we ended up sharing the, the office space. Mm. Um, and then... <laughs> Which worked, it didn't work? Uh, yeah, here and there. You were um, mostly in the kitchen. Yeah, I did, I did end up moving into the kitchen a little bit. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. It turned out that the the front room was probably a little bit too much for him when he got a bit older um, because we live on a fairly busy street and yeah. there was a lot of noise out there, a lot of sun coming in the window during the day. Um, so eventually we kind of uh, gave in and, and, and swapped the rooms around even though it was – uh, less convenient for us for for work, but uh, yeah, and also breaks my heart because I've never, I'm not, I haven't told Jesse any of this, but yeah, like, yeah, yeah. this is what well, she know now. <laughs> yeah, this is what it is like though. This is isolation, right? You yeah. just literally, it's so funny and also so real that you have this beautiful nursery designed by this mm. interior designer. You have all the beautiful things, and then isolation comes and COVID happens and nothing. It's just literally survival. So yeah, yeah. we needed to just have a like a situation that worked mm. and was practical for everybody. Mm. So the desk moved into the nursery. Bryn's cot worked moved into the spare room, yeah. which was easier to black out. And and it, everything changed because I don't like electronics in our bedroom. So yeah. now we had a computer, our setup, I was coaching and everything as well. Yeah. You were working full time yeah, yeah. from the room off our bedroom, which yeah. for me is fucking not ideal. Yeah. Do you remember Wi-Fi, those early Wi-Fi weeks? range extenders to try and oh, get the Wi-Fi and there, which is why that room wasn't convenient for us because yeah. the Wi-Fi is on the other end of the house. Oh, so Ben's at like having... How many meltdowns did you have oh, at the early stages of trying to work that, out Wi-Fi? And people who I work with, who I work closely with, they all all they hear from me is, ah, oh, bloody Wi-Fi. And so all I'm talking about is Wi-Fi. I'm obsessed with it. Obsessed with it. Yeah, but you get obsessed with shit. I do. <laughs> it's so annoying. Wi-Fi is my current obsession. And I think the thing that he – the problem – Oh, I, I, think it's a, I think it's a lot of people's obsession right now. Yeah, but you don't have a solution. No. You love to bitch. I do. I love it. If you had, a, like, as much as I'm opinionated, Ben is more of a, would you say you're, no, I think we're both equally whinges, like when we want to be, <laughs> yeah. when we've had a day, like yeah, I've had yeah. a day today. So I've just been in a bit of the, yeah. nee, 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 poor me, poor me, poor me. Yeah. But I think you like to bitch about shit more than me. Whereas yeah. I'm a bit more, like... What can I? I'll have a day, and then I'll be like, "What the fuck can I do to get out of this?" Because yeah. I don't, I don't want it. So next minute, I'm like looking up, calling Office Works, asking mm. how we get the router to get to mm. here, to get to there, to get to there. And I said, to, I basically kicked you out that mm. day. So this was probably about two or three weeks in. No, probably even more, four weeks into isolation by this point. And I said, "Go." To office works, <laughs> which didn't and really work. It doesn't well, matter. It does actually. I used it the other day. And Just it, it does sort work. something yeah, out, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, so we did the we did the. Let's not go on about the Wi Fi because I could go on all day about that <laughs> shit. Um, but uh, yeah, so we swapped we swapped it around, um, and that's that's the kind of setup we're in now. But I think the thing is, 
to circle back into into the into the little guy. And, um, and we, we probably we could call parenting at this point. Yeah, roughly. yeah we've like stepped three into months. We're probably around that three four month point, I think. But the the whole thing is, you know, I as much as being in a pandemic and isolation is cruel and brutal. It has, you know, it has it can have, you know pretty negative impacts on your psyche and on your mental health. Mm. Um, you know, it, it's really, it's also, it feels like it's one of these, you know, rite of passage moments, which a lot of people talk about because it is, um, because you end up, you know, in such isolation and you just end up, you know, looking at yourself so much. So you learn a lot of stuff about yourself. And as much as you do learn, you know, about yourself in that time um, and, and going through all, all that um, and, you know, confronting some sometimes kind of, um, you know, tough realities. Um, for me, um, it's been amazing uh, as a new dad because I have been able to spend so much time with him. You know, being at home in a, in a pandemic and in isolation, I, I'm working from home. So these first six, seven months of his life, I've, I've been there with him and that. And, well, he's, and he's been there with his mum and his dad, which is just... A, a huge rarity. I definitely think that we'll have a very different experience if we have another child. Yeah. Uh, maybe not because I think we are moving towards f- different freedoms, different yeah. flexibilities. Well, that's what I keep so saying. It's, it's like maybe it's not, but not even a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, ch- to change a social norm in this situation and yeah. that is the nine-to-five, Monday-to-Friday right. So it probably won't look the same. But if we were yeah. to kind of skew back on what people's lives were like, like say our besties with their first mm. – you know, I know that even our um, best mate, he had a really good paternity leave, but at the same time, there was a real bookmark. Like there's a real point where it was like, okay, I'm off and yeah. mum's at home. Yeah. And so talking from my perspective, and just to finish this point, is that he was gone and then it became a routine where dad came home at a certain time, yeah. XXX. Yeah. So there was definitely a point where I remember him saying to me, you know, it there gets a point where he starts looking for dad, but mm. up until maybe six to 12 months, it's mum, mum, mum. Whereas Bryn has had that, but it hasn't been nearly as much as I think it was for our friends. And I think for a lot of parents before us in that we have just, when I say we have co-parented, we have co-parented. Yeah. The only thing that Ben hasn't done is breastfeed Bryn. Yes. <laughs> And, and I really mean that. I think not. I think you really need to be applauded in that, in that when people say they co-parent, mm. you are the epitome of co-parenting. Oh, and you don't just co-parent, you work in the co-parenting yeah. space. And yeah. so you've done such an incredible job. Mm. I'm going to challenge you on a few points in a second, though, mm. because I think you didn't find it as easy as you just painted. Oh no, I didn't. I didn't. I'm, I haven't got there yet. Mm. But I'm saying. Right, okay. But I'm saying it, it, it has been hasn't amazing. been easy. But yeah. it's been amazing to be around him for the yeah. first six months. Yeah. From my perspective, I, I guess I want to share something that's probably a little bit like I wonder if many women or yeah, many chicks have been thinking this but feel a bit afraid to say it. And particularly if you had a baby in the past mm. um, six to seven months and have gone through similar stuff to us. Mm-hmm. It's a very unique situation. It yeah. is. It was interesting because, of course, you want your partner to be at home with you and, of course, you want that for you, your baby, and for them. Yeah. You know, most importantly for Bub. Yeah. Bryn has such an enriched idea of who he, both his parents are at seven months old. And mm. I just don't think it's – I just don't think it's so clear at this point for many others. It just it, – it gets there, but it just takes a little bit longer. Yeah. Maybe one year. So I feel like, you know, it's kind of halved it a bit, particularly with his relationship with his dad. Yeah. But what that does is that when you don't have a job, which is a bit blurry for me because I kind of did have one. I was finishing my book and then I did do coaching when he was four months, like old. But you didn't have a full-time job to finish have a baby and then go back right, to after maternity right. leave. Yeah. So pretend for a second that I didn't do those other things on the side because basically we've job, all, we've yeah. all pretended I don't anyway. That's the issue with working for yourself. Yeah. You don't really get the official cap. Yeah. So you don't get the official free passes of yeah. breaks. It's a fucking shit fight actually that we need to sort out a bit yeah. moving forward because 
it is hard when you still feel like you're working, but then you're also the main parent. Yeah. It's a, it's, and you're all, you're from home too. Yeah. But you don't have the office. You don't have the space because you're the one with the full-time salary. Yeah. So it's, it has been a bit of a clusterfuck of confusion in terms of those roles. But on that, the first experience I had was not so much about where do I work, where do I sit, I'm working too. Yeah. Because I that stuff doesn't really matter to me that much. I yeah, might yeah. have had my days, but I don't really care. I'll yeah. work wherever. And I like the fact that I'll work when you, you, I feel you had, free to work. You would have had your moments. Yeah. Yeah, I have definitely had my moments. Where do I sit? Well, yeah, but I guess we were pretty planned. I, yeah. I need to work here, you need to look after the yeah. baby. So we, we kind of tag teamed in the office space a bit. But... What I'm trying to get to is that the, the real issue was that when you went for a bit and then you came back, mm. there wasn't like I didn't have an official role anymore. So when you co-parented and you were co-parenting and working from home and here all the time, yeah, it kind of felt like I didn't have anything that was mine. Right. So when, oh, yeah, yeah. So when you... So if you were, we were to co-parent, but you were to go work, yeah, and then you were to come home, I would have had full-time mum, or at least mum yeah. mainly, and then worked around that. Which again, yeah. I've learned that I shouldn't have done because I definitely got very sick. But say, you know, if a couple of my girlfriends felt this too, is that you you kind of already don't have as clear of an identity as you do in the real world because you're working and you're a new dad, yeah. But then when that's taken away from you as the stay-at-home mum as well, it's like you have nothing that's yours. Yeah, yeah. So now it's amazing that you've got this co-parent person at home with you doing everything with you. Yeah. But now you don't have anything that you you have as your new identity. Yeah, I did sense that a few times and I think it did kind of come up and and cause some tension. It was just a bit weird because it was like... I don't want that. I never dreamt that I wanted it. But at the same time, you get to have a job. You get to be the co-parent. Yeah. You get all these things and these clear parameters of who yeah. you are and how you fit into the world. Yeah. And I have nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have nothing clear. Yeah. Nothing clear. I had – I was kind of working. Yeah. I wasn't working. I was – not the sole parent in yeah. terms of all the sole carer. It's like, who are you I if w- you're not a full-time mom? I was a full nothing. Yeah. yeah. I wasn't full woman. I wasn't meditating. Yeah. I wasn't with my friends as a person in my own identity. Mm-hmm. I was still at home breastfeeding. I was mm. still at home sick with mastitis. Mm. I had nothing that was whole. Yeah. For so it makes me emotional thinking about it. Also had, transitioning career as well. Like it was Oh, exactly. I've gone from media yeah. to wellness. Yeah. Like nothing was whole. Yeah. yeah. And what a head fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you are so grateful on one side that you have all the support in the world, but then on the other, you have nothing that's clear. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the other thing I was going to raise as well, which is a similar thing, and it's those boundaries. But for you, it's like it was was almost like, what's my purpose? You know, you're coming out, you're transitioning a career, you're now um, meant to be slotting into full-time mum, um, and this is my purpose. This is this is what I do. Um, you were and still even, doing a bit of book, the book on the side. Yeah, uh, and even if you don't do that full time physically, your body's telling you yeah. that that's what you should be yeah, doing. You yeah, know. Yeah. But then uh, you know, then you're thrust into this situation, and you've got me going. Oh, man, how about you try it this way? How about you do this, or we yeah. do that, or uh, I can take him. I can do that. Um, which is just on one front amazing. Yeah, yeah, but also bizarre on the other side. Um, and I can fully understand that. Like I said, I, I felt like I, 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 it was, you know, I sensed that a couple of times throughout that period, but it's in hearing you say it now where it's like really sinking in. That's, um, you know, that must have been really tough. Like, Yeah, and I think I dealt really well with it because I am an optimist. I'm an eternal yeah, optimist at you heart. Are. And I <laughs> not, just not, not just in her, at heart, just out loud language, <laughs> the whole I, shebang. Yeah, I find it really important to... Um, yeah, be just, optimistic. Yeah, but just really, um, I just don't find any experience anything we're not supposed mm. to have. Mm. So mm. why would we look at it as good, bad? Yeah. Like it just yeah. all is. Embrace it all. It's yeah. all is, yeah. right? Yeah. 
and I spoke about this on an Instagram post for Are You OK Day, if we mm. took off the good and bad labels mm. of things, then maybe we'd all just be a bit more comfortable yeah, with yeah. what is left yeah. or what is happening, yeah. you know? So I am optimist is a way of looking at it, but it's not like I am shiny clean on things that feel uncomfortable. It's just that I choose not to label it as a negative. Yeah. Um, so I am an optimistic person by default with all of that being said. But yeah, it, it is very funny when you don't feel like even your optimism can give you a level of understanding or wholeness or identity or um, or any kind of thing to grasp as yours. Yeah, yeah. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. Because you're like, what am I being optimistic of? Yeah. I don't even know what is my bit. Yeah, yeah. And that's like, but then everything's my bit. Yeah, yeah, I literally did everything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's almost like what I was going to talk about was like it's the complete opposite. It had been the complete opposite for me in that I had it all, and I was sitting there trying to figure out how I find a boundary between those two things. Mm. You know, it's like um, all of a sudden I am a new parent, but I also have a full time job. But then all of a sudden I'm doing both those things in the same place. And, you know, I'm sitting there in a meeting, you know, oh, which is the, the new the new meetings over Skype or, you know, whatever your, whatever your video conference what you might, might be it? of choice. Or teams, teams, yeah. yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I could be on a Teams meeting and I could hear them crying in the room next door. It's like this is all happening in the same place. And I think, um, like I said, while it was a blessing to be at home um, with him during this time, it's also been very challenging finding those boundaries, you know, and you don't have that clear-cut separation of walking out the front door, getting on the bus, having that, you know, 45-minute period of time, then you get off the bus and then you go into a new place. You know, you walk through the Mm. doors of a new building and you actually transition yourself during that period of time. It's like that space in between where I heard someone talk about one time where you go from one situation to the next, the space in between those is the most important part Mm. because you are one person in one room. So you could be in a in a meeting telling someone that they need to smarten up and do their job better. And then you've got to go into another meeting where you're praising someone, giving an evaluation, just saying, great job, how well done. Mm. But you need the space in between to transition between those two mm. and clear the old out before you go into the new. Mm. And it's the same when you're getting on public transport and going between, you know, mm. work and home. Mm. But then you never have that, mm. you know. So mm. you're always, you know, you're actually transitioning from work into home life while you're doing the home life. Mm. So you never have that, that transition. Um, so the, those, you know, finding those boundaries between those two things has been really difficult for me. And, and that and, and eventually in that space, that, that new yeah. small space in between of mm. what it looks like at home, mm. it's different because I think women are so innately multitaskers mm. and, can, and I think in my experience, to my detriment, I think, to some yeah, degree. Yeah. I'm so good at it that it's yeah, probably yeah. unhealthy sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Whereas I think for you, it was all in different baskets. So it was that all of a sudden it was all in the one basket. Yeah, and yeah. that firstly is confronting for you. It was very confronting for you, but also it was very hard. Yeah, yeah. I think you found it very hard to not have on, off, on, off, on, yeah, off, yeah, on, yeah, off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, and then what came with that was a real, um, I think you had your own regression. Like they say that babies have regressions, but you did so much self work. Mm. Would it be fair to say that? I shouldn't just kind of like label you with that, but do you reckon you had a bit of a regression through this During this period? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because a few weeks ago, that's what I was going to say. It's like. Coming out of it now, but it was like a baby regression. You know, they say that you, I don't think it's, and I've got to say with the babies, they refer to it like you'll go backwards, but I don't Mm. ever feel that. I feel like the word is really kind of false and misleading. It's really more, it's progression, but the word regression, I guess, just explains, I think a little bit more of what you went through. It's a force and, you know, if you're not ready for it, it can, it can whack you. And that's what it did. Like it was like for a few weeks ago, I was like. I felt flogged because like it's the mental load is just mm. massive all the time. Mm. And, you know, I had this kind of, you know, period of burnout and mm. I was just really down, mm. you know, I've, and, and I've had to kind of, well, yeah, you used the word depressed at yeah, one point. I've had to yeah. get some help to kind of, to, to work this out this period. And, and this last week or so I've, I've felt amazing. Like yeah. I really have felt 
Like I, I really have felt like this has been a real transformative period of time. Like it, it's something that that all of us have gone through. Mm. Um, and some going through. I yeah, think that's yeah. the hardest still going thing through, yeah. Yeah, that I yeah. need to say is that I, I guess I was going to say this at the end of the show, but it's worth bringing up now that mm. we are very aware that we are out of this. Um, yeah. And if we are talking to you and you're still in it, there's been a few eye rolls through this episode because you're like, we are still yeah. doing this. Yeah. Um, we feel you and we have never, ever, ever not thought of you, but I do, I am a believer that, you know, struggle meets struggle doesn't equal positive. Like you mm. don't get minus minus equals plus. Yeah, yeah. Like you do, you might, I don't know the maths, but my, <laughs> I my, my no. point well, is that. Well, if you turn one of the minuses the other way true, around, you can True, but I think sign. my yeah. point is, you know, I've always just thought epically poor people are not wishing for the rest of the world to be poor. They're mm. just wishing for them to also be rich or. Yeah. Wealthy, you know what I mean? Like, I just don't think that it ever helps for anybody to downplay where they're at in order to support someone that's not feeling great. So, so yeah, as much as I, you know, I totally respect and acknowledge where some of you may be and my heart, Mm. well, we, I mean, we're somehow involved in that we're meant to be moving to Melbourne, but we absolutely, I don't know, we just don't really know what it's like, is what I'm saying. Like, and that I just want to say that. We acknowledge it and we yeah. acknowledge that we're aware of it. Um, yeah. But at the same time, I just don't think the answer is to, for us to pretend our life isn't happening. No, no, you no. Know? No, nobody wants a double lockdown though. That's the... Uh, no. It's a tough one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that, um, you know, I think uh, for me and, you know, I don't want to speak for anyone else. And like you just said, it's, it's, it's different for everybody and depending on where you are and, 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 and who you are. Um, but this period of time has been a real transformative one for me and I've been very conscious of it. So I've just been, you know, um, very present in, in a lot of it. And, you know, it's, it's, um, it's been difficult in that, you know, you go from being, you know, just a a married couple and you're footloose and fancy free to being a, to becoming a parent, um, and you're wanting to try and put some footholds down and and transition into a into a more stable life, but then you've got this world that's completely unstable, and mm. it's just been a real, um, uh, at times quite anxiety inducing. But you know, I've been able to kind of get on top of it and and uh, have people kind of help me through it with some with some techniques and and some ways to to navigate it. Um, but it has been. Uh, a wild ride, should mm. we say? Mm. It um, has. I think it's definitely been harder for you than it has for me. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't, oh, I don't... actually, that's not true. I think it's just been different. Yeah. Fuck, I've been in hospital, man. Like yeah. I've written, a, finished a book. I've had yeah. like breastfed a kid to yeah. health, like like to life. We had one day where you were both in hospital, you yeah, and we will get to that. But yeah, it it yeah, I definitely don't think I've had it easier. And I think that's the interesting thing. I think I have a very different mindset to you. I think mm. you're working there, but so I just but at the at the end of the day, it doesn't always work in my favor. Like I'm just like, yeah, I found a pretty cinch. I didn't, <laughs> you know, I just yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, at least you have that, you have that um, overall outlook that you think you got through it quite well. Well, I don't think well or not well, you know, I just, I've just don't carry it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay. I don't have the weight of yeah, what yeah. happened with me. Yeah. I let it go and yeah. I move on. And I think yeah. that sometimes means, I can sometimes forget yeah. just what went down, but then I think that's probably got its own, you know, own things. But um, yeah, I just I think that it has been, yeah, I think it has been to some degree a bit heavier for you. Mm. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I just really do need to also say that with the first lockdown, which was our only lockdown, mm. I felt like I was flourishing. Yeah. Same. You know, like in a way that you felt guilty almost for saying. So there was this whole other element of this picture, Mm. which is really what lockdown and, you know, COVID has shown is that you can have three different seasons in your own mood in a in a week. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. it's pretty wild. So That's what I'm saying you you're confronting yourself consistently. Yeah, and on the flip side of all of this I used to use the hashtag to a best mate of mine, flourishing in ISO, because yeah. we were both laughing about how we all felt like we were being yeah. 
doing pretty well. We mm. kind of, I was, we were looking for a bit more money to try and buy this house. We attracted all this money out of nowhere, mm. like through manifestation stuff. Mm-hmm. And we went down to Melbourne, saw our family, had a bit of a holiday. I mean, I was sick in amongst that, but it just all felt like, I don't know. It was know. all a bit of a novelty. I, I felt okay. like it was all, but I did feel like it was, I have felt like I've been able to live the way I've felt like people should be living. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have also felt that I have been ready for this and lived like this long before mm. anyone has even remotely considered mm, it. Mm. I mean, I have been in a flexible, fluid workspace in my own creativity for yeah. two years now. Yeah. It wasn't always easy, but I kind of felt like in a way I was like, welcome. Yeah. Everyone. Yeah. To this place that I find <laughs> myself in. There's no there's nothing smug about me saying that. Yeah. But at the same time, it's my it's my truth. My yeah. truth is that I was very comfortable because I have been here for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not just in lockdown, but in slowing down yeah, yeah. and choosing different things yeah. and looking at yourself mm. and being by yourself. When I left my media career, or at least it kind of started to change, mm. it was just me from this massive national like presence. Like it was, yeah. it went from all to nothing yeah. so quickly, and so I had to learn some pretty hardcore shit. Yeah. And then I became to really like it. So yeah, yeah. then, when all this happened, I was like, "Hey, everybody! Yeah. Like, come join me over here." Yeah. So. I hope to some degree, and now it's even embedded that I want to stay like this. I want you to be more like this. Yeah. I want my family to be like this. Like we said earlier in the podcast, yeah. eventually we'll be looking for somewhere that we'll ground in that'll be super off grid. It mm. won't be where you mm. think we'll live. It'll, and look, it could be on the outskirts of fucking Byron. When I say off grid, who fucking knows where it'll be? But I mean, in that. It will be not this city go go life. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. you know what we have learned from this. F- you have, but I think I was already learning was that this kind of life is actually what we will aim for yeah. long term. I think and that's, I think a, that's a, lot a of nice people, way to wrap up this show. Yeah, I think a lot of people have realised that though as well. You know, mm. and this is, um, you know, what it, sometimes you sit there and go, "What is it all for?" You know, sitting here with this hustle and bustle lifestyle. You know what. We're, we're, we're not um, enjoying the benefits of life and each other, you know. We're so focused on other things and distracted by other things in big cities and, and you know, looking for that uh, next pay rise and that next promotion and all those kind of things, the new car, the bigger house, that, um, you know, we get distracted by that when, you know, when you're in isolation, you realise you've got it right in front of you and that's family and friends and yeah, connection and, and community. And I, right, but I also think that, from a, a completely just to add to that is that you can still get those things mm. if you realign where you come from yeah, so yeah. if you start to then look at your life and go all right these things are important to me these things aren't and then you align with the things that are important to you yeah then you are able to still get the car yeah. and the holiday and yeah. the house it just means you're basically forced to reset yourself. Mm, mm. It doesn't necessarily... When you go the hippie life, or when I say off-grid, I don't mean I want to live a life where all of a sudden less is okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It just means that I'm going to continue to flourish and kind of root into a different way. Yeah. As Peter Kelly calls it, the new way. Like yeah. a lot of the conspiracy people theory, you know, the new way. And I haven't gone down f- far enough down that road, but... I, I'm calling it the new way for us, you yeah. and I and our family and what that looks like for us. So I guess I encourage you guys listening as well to have a think about what your new way looks like. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to look like the extreme option that's being offered, but use that as more, I don't know, inspiration that there is a way for you to talk to your employer. There is a way for you to talk to your family, your husband, your wife, your your extended family, your friends. How do you want to do things now? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't just let this be nothing. Yeah, yeah. Do you want to quit your job? Then work towards it and do it yeah. way quicker than what you were going to. Like, yeah. utilize finishing. And it's at not four, to say that this is like know? this period of time is like, oh shit, I want to quit my job. Oh, it's too much. It's not. It's not what we're saying. It's 
it's like you said, it's like checking in and checking into what your values are and what yeah. you what you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. and and it is it is that this time is that good time to see if hang on, am I in alignment here or am I out of alignment? Um, what do I need to change? What do I need to shift to get back in there? And or, and, or, or even what do I want? Stay. Yeah. Yeah, stay yeah, or maybe in stay. There. Maybe it is what you want to do. Yeah. Maybe some, you know, there are a lot of people out there at the moment who are champing at the bit to get back into the office and get back into the into the life they had before. I don't because think many. Well, there are some, but that's that's some. what we're saying. So that's yeah. what they're they're the, it's for some people that's what they well, what's what they want, and they're in this period of time realizing that that's what they miss and they want to get back to it. And that's okay. True. That's mm. it. that's right. Like it, it may that may be what aligns for you mm, mm. you know and again it's not that everybody wants to go country off grid or beach yeah. off grid or whatever you know like i've got plenty of people that i love that align and stay true to city slicker melbourne life like yeah. it's half probably yeah. three quarters of the people i know and love yeah my yeah. family and friends and that's their truth, you know. It's yeah. not saying they should be different to their truth. It's just finding what your truth is, yeah. you know, and um, and kind of really using this opportunity to have those conversations because I don't know if we're going to get another time that's no. as open as this. No, so that's what I said. This is like one of those not even once in a generation uh, opportunities to mm. change social norms. Yeah. yeah, Tony Robin talks about this kind of circle and there's always a little gap in the circle where you can jump in um, and you've got that chance. It's kind of like that that energy you get where a br- I should do the breakup now, or mm. I should quit my job now, or and then if you don't follow that energy, the circle has to come all the way around. With that, well, the gap has to come all the way around in that circle yeah. again yeah, yeah. before you get the energy of yeah. the universe to kind of support you doing it. Yeah. yeah. We've got a collective one happening now, yeah, like yeah. a big old fucking gap. That's Let's jump in. Big, yeah. yeah. And, and you exploit it however looks for yeah. you. Yeah. Um, but I think all in all, it's been a pretty good experience for us. I mean, yeah. look, and also we must say we have a beautiful new baby. Yeah. I sometimes have looked at people that I love that are by themselves or that are, you know, that are kind of been in shitty relationships or that have got – and it's not to compare any or, I mean, you know, you've got like a million kids at home and you're trying to school and whatever. Mm. It's a it's a very different situation for everybody. And, yeah. and so I do acknowledge that. But for us, it's been mostly, it's been difficult, but it's been also incredibly juicy because oh, yeah. we have I think it's been a new juicy person all yeah. to get to know. And so I think we are lucky on that end. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool life to have when you're not in ISO. Mm. And so I think we've had a good version of yeah. ISO, considering we've had a new person to get to know and and um and kind of get a new life with a new housemate. You know? Absolutely, yeah, mm. yeah. And I feel like we are this like cute little family now. Oh shit, yeah. Yeah. You want to see my new screensaver? I don't know if you've seen it, but before it was just the two of us. I feel like I didn't want to give Bryn like I definitely am a bit of a. I don't like that photo so much first. of me. Ben, you look like a fucking babe. Are you Do joking? I? Uh, I look like a dad boss. No. <laughs> like you're leaning back. You look yeah, cool. Pretty... That shirt's relaxed. It's pretty cool. I look yeah. really cool. Bryn's smiling. Look at the yeah. camera. His little shirt on. Yeah, he's got Come his. Come on. He's got his little business shirt on. We look awesome. Yeah, we do. All right. We've this got, is the dream. I'm going to put this on my Instagram. Well, yeah, you need I'll to put, put it on your Instagram, Instagram so people can, people when can we see drop what it is. this um, yeah. episode so yeah. I can share. Yeah. Um, but it's just a photo that I look at and think, I dreamt that. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you'd listened to me for a long time, all the feels, because you'll yeah. know that I've shared <laughs> it's happening. the many stories. Yeah. It's real. Yeah. Okay, guys. Okay. Thanks, everybody. Uh, it's so been much. great to get back on the microphone and have a chat with you all. Oh, my God. You said that. Get on the microphone. Get on there, the microphone. There's the yeah. wedding MC again. I'm back on the microphone. Ding, ding, ding. Now we've got cake. I recall <laughs> Central Park in fall. Um, guys. Uh, sorry. We will be back as soon as we can be. We don't know when that looks like. Yeah, but, we've but we'll got, try and make it as regular as we can. We want to talk about matrescence. Yeah. Um, and the guy and girl's place in that and yeah. my journey of postpartum. Yeah. The things I've learned, the things I regret. And yeah. I don't use the word regret loosely, but yeah. I may have regrets. We want to talk about sleep. Yeah. And our um, and our journey with Brennan's sleep. Anything yeah. else? What people didn't tell us about being parents, what yeah. you learn on the job. Um, and 
I think also I wanted to talk about this. This is a little bit, it's not to do with parenting, but I really wanted to do uh, us do a chat about um, uh, getting married in, 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 in Manhattan. I think oh, right. we don't think we've talked about that like together. Like eloping and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, and how okay. that was because it right. was yeah an amazing experience. Um, anything else you guys want? Um, we will throw it in there. I know we said we would do a bit of a Q and A or a bit of a question mm. and all that kind of stuff. Um, so we might look at doing something like that to relationship questions or yes. other stuff when we get through some of the early parenting yeah. stuff. But yeah. um, we'll work it out as we go along. Yes, Thanks we so will. much for listening. If there is somebody that is looking for I guess a shoulder, not to cry on, but maybe some support in their fertility journey. Definitely recommend season one. Yes. And if you know anybody that had a baby this year or in the last few years mm. and is looking um, to just have a bit of a listen to a podcast, an Aussie yeah. podcast, then That's please great, recommend. Some great feedback from people. Uh, not feedback. It was kind of people just sort of saying thanks. On the reviews? Yeah. Or? Well, it just it really, really helped them. Yeah, we have uh, a, um, first a Facebook community that is, is always growing. People mm. probably go on and off it depending mm. on where they are. But it's um, it's in the link in my bio, Stacey June on Instagram, if you're looking for it. Or you can just search couple goals question mark on Facebook. It's a group on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can message us at any time for any questions or anything you might want to know about in other episodes. And for please, sure. if you've enjoyed it, share it and review. Bye. This has been another Bijou Podcast production. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.